Hello and welcome to the Swan Song Project podcast. My name is Ben Buddy Slack and I'm the founder of the Swan Song Project. We're a charity that helps people save and their lives to write and start their own original songs. This podcast features a range of songwriters. We talk about one of their songs, we talk about other songwriting tips that might be useful for people, and we also talk about songs meaningful for them in some way related to bereavement. This episode features Chris Nine, not Orphan Coldplay. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Chris Martin. Thanks for joining me, Chris. Hello. Um, yeah, looking forward to talking, uh, talking some songwriting with you. So, uh, if anyone's seen these podcasts before, we're doing it in three sections. First, we're going to have one of my guest songs. Then, uh, Chris is going to share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful for new songwriters. And section three, we're going to talk about a song that's meaningful to Chris in some way related to bereavement. Um, before I carry on, I just want to be in the interest of full disclosure. Chris is a trustee of the Swan Song Project. Very happy to have, uh, have Chris on the board. He's been there from the start. There's a lot of a lot of support behind the scenes, um, and so yeah, it's good to have you have you on the show, Chris, and talk about some of your music. Pleasure to be here. And um, if anybody's watching, thinking it's that other Chris Martin, I'm sorry. Either <laughs> you're sorry or you're welcome. <laughs> either way, either way, either way, either way. Um, maybe 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 he'll see it and he'll come on. Maybe yeah, that could work. Yeah. If he is, then you know, just get in touch, Chris. We'll be happy to talk to you. Um, <laughs> so let's go into section one. So this is where we talk about a song of a song that you wrote, Chris. Um, so what song of yours did you choose for us? This is um, a song um, that I wrote um, only quite recently about the uh, um, infant death of my first grandson, uh, who. Um, Never got out, never came home from hospital, etc., etc. It's about it's going back eighteen years ago, but it's a, I wanted to write about it, um, but I'm I'm not that prolific a songwriter, um, and I struggled with how to angle a song for someone who lived for two weeks and never came out of hospital. This kind of not a lot. How, what, what would they say, you know? So eventually, um, when I found that angle, I found it via someone else, who, who um, a young, a young chap, who I was in hospital with uh, four years ago. Um, he was just turned eighteen, um, and after discharge from hospital, etc., etc., he died quite shockingly. And then a few months later, I'd kept in touch with his mum. And a few months later, she posted a thing on Facebook saying um, it was his birthday. And she said, we, we don't know what you'd be doing for your birthday. We'll never know this. And it just, I thought, that's how you do it. You can only write about the things that never happened. And, and so that will be angling. So that's what I, I you know, my, how I framed it. Yeah, so it's a beautiful song, and uh, what's it called, Chris? Then we'll I'll uh, edit the video so people can hear it. Uh, when I feel your name on my lips. Never learned to tell the time Never felt 
brilliant. So that was when I when I feel your name on my lips by Chris yeah. Martin. Uh, yeah, it's a really powerful song, Chris. And you were telling us a little bit about how you wrote it um, beforehand and that initial inspiration. What was it like then when you had that kind of, say, the angle that you were going to take with it? Um, what was it like then, I guess, filling it out of deciding what you were going to put in each verse and I guess the emotional element of writing it, how was it in that sense? It, it, it was kind of strange because of it, that we, because it was such a long time ago, or you know, 18 years or so now, um, and we've got other grandchildren. So what I've seen happen with them and what we know about them was what I'll never know about him. So things that, like, you know, uh, I know what they look like. There's a line in there about would your ears be big or small? Mm. Well, the my my um, my ex-wife is 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 a grandma. Their family have got ears that are, you know it's kind of a random thing. They're either big or they're not. You know, so you get potluck whether you've got these ears or not. You know, and then it it, it, it was that and what shoe size and things that they've never done that I've watched the other grandchildren do, so I kind of used those. It was difficult, kind of difficult because it took me a while, I had to practice being able to sing all the way through without getting upset, you know, yeah. even though a long time ago it's kind of like, let's open up this raw wound, you know, from the belt in it. And so I had to practice getting through it without welling up, which was a strange procedure, because I didn't want to not care. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's a strange one. Yeah, it's a difficult balance, isn't it? And um, you performed it obviously at the Swan Song Cathedral concert in Bradford uh, oh, yeah. last yeah. year, didn't you? Was that the first time you performed it live? It was, it was, and I only did it because you asked me to, <laughs> and, and you, you said I'll help you, <laughs> and I did wobble a couple of times during it there. I think so. First time I'd done it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, you did a great job of it. You know. Um, but yeah, yes, that was the first time. I only performed it live maybe two or three times. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's, um, uh, you know, it's uh, it's done now, and, you know, and it's, it's uh, and I can sing it all the way through, so I might start and use it now, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I guess, well, I say it's that interesting balance of not wanting to do it without without caring or connecting you don't completely disconnect from it but you also need to be able to get through it um you know holding it together really when you have to disconnect for that three minutes 48 seconds or however how long it is and then reconnect afterwards because otherwise it, yeah yeah but because if, if you if you start welling up while you're doing it, it it's it's either going to look really cool or it's going to look like you just play acting and it is you know. <laughs> And it's how, how long you can, like sometimes when you see an artist really kind of well up in a song um, and then they pull it and they, you know, they can continue the performance. It's just that really powerful. There's a version of um, Springsteen doing Blood Brothers um, from a New York concert um, right. where he gets all the band at the front of the stage and he sings like this extra version in the normal version. And you can see he's like, he's really struggling with it, but he kind of pulls through it. And then, he, then when he finishes the song, it's just, it's just so powerful. But then when you, if, if they just lose it completely, then it's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah. And it's not funny, but it's kind of, yeah, it's got to, it works. It doesn't work if you just break down in tears and say, I can't go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
It's a strange one. It's a strange one. And his his son, his dad, um, he hasn't listened to it yet. He, he can't yeah. listen to it. Yeah, well, maybe one day it'll. Uh, and how did you find, um, like, when you completed it? How did that feel? Did you feel was it like was it a cathartic experience? Or you kind it of was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure whether it would be or not, but it it, it, it was, yeah. Um, uh, and it, it needed to be done. It's just that, and I think more prolific writers would have um, had maybe a few goes at it in different versions, maybe or whatever. You know, but if it won't, till I found exactly what I wanted, I couldn't even make a start on it. So it, you mm. know, it was just, you know, but uh, but that angle just made it work. You know, writing about all the things that he will never know. You mm. know. And you mentioned you mentioned earlier that you like you wouldn't call yourself a prolific uh, writer. Uh, how did you find the so like the guess the musical structure of it? And um, so you had plenty of ideas for the content, but then how did it come together? Were you inspired by other particular songs, or did you have a method for that? No, not really. I mean, it's a it's a very basic chord sequence, um, and it it it, it kind of just it happened. And I had it, um, and sometimes if you get an idea, I'll do what a lot of people do, and use voice recorder on phone, and and then just capture a, a line or a half a verse or whatever. Um, but strangely enough, with that one, I, I didn't do it, but it stayed with me. You know, it, it kind of sat in there mm. and stayed. So I thought, yeah. It must be right. This, you know, it's it's hanging around in my head like it's supposed to be there, you know. So yeah, it's always a good yeah. sign. Something you can't, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and then it was just a matter of of what are the things and and, and that that you'll that I'll, you'll never know, you know, and what they've never done and what they will never do. And, uh, and then, as I said, watching. Other grandchildren, you think, yeah, that, you know, you know, because oh, it's a good thing. Sometimes the little hookers get themselves into trouble, but you still love them, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it kind of, yeah, it, 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 it kind of came together from an idea of an angle that I got from somebody else's grief, from someone else's loss, uh, and then watching my grandchildren. I'm thinking, and you'll start, you know, and you'll start. So all the things that they don't, he won't. And so it's wrote itself really from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very powerful song, Chris. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm really happy that you, that you found it cathartic doing it and uh, that you shared it with us now. It, it, it's, um, yeah, it was kind of like it needed to come out, you know, but it, it, it had to be. It had to be right, you know. And it could, yeah. you know. I tried a couple of times, and you end up writing about how I feel, mm. you know. And, and I'm just interested in how I feel about it. You know, it's really what. Our I didn't want it to be about what I feel about it, mm. you know. Um, so once we got it, 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 it there it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Um, right, let's move into into the second section, shall we? This is where I uh, ask my guests to share a songwriting tip that might be useful for new or aspiring songwriters. Uh, so what tip would you uh, share with us, Chris? Well, being 
a 62-year-old new aspiring songwriter. <laughs> um, because that's it, that's it. I, I, what happened with me is I, I, I played guitar uh, up until my sort of mid-twenties, um, bands and stuff, and then I didn't play for years, I didn't even own a guitar for years. Got back into it, started playing, and when I started going and playing with other people and around other people, open mics and stuff like that. I quickly sort of came across lots of lovely people who were excellent songwriters. And I just thought, I can't do this like, that's great, I can't do this, that's, well, I can't, I can't do this. So what I would say is, just do it. Don't, you know, think, oh, I can't run right, I can't do this. Mine won't be this good, or mine won't be that good. Because I don't do that with anything else. You know, there's great slide guitar players, great finger picking guitar players, great all this. And then I think, oh, I can't do it because they're better than me. So why this one thing happened? Mm. So just do it. Let it all happen. Just bring it out. And if other people don't like it, well, it's not really that important, is it? You know. Yes. Just, you know. It's nice if they do, but it's not end up well if they don't, is it? So that would be my tip, just do it. If you're not if you you know, if you're not confident or you don't think it's any good or you're too hard on yourself, you know, just do it anyway. You know, if you're like me, you'll have friends who'll say, I'd never play that one again if I were you, that's rubbish. <laughs> you know, they will kindly tell you that it does the work. Um which is nice, but you know, um so yeah, do it. Don't be scared and think I can. I am not good. Yeah, that's great advice. I think um, just adding on to, to your story there about it, like, so you talking about um, listening to other songwriters and not feeling like, like you were good enough to do that. So I remember obviously, obviously knowing you quite a while and thinking before you doing writing, thinking like, I'd love Chris to write songs because I'd love to hear how Chris would write a song based yeah, on other yeah. stuff that I knew about you, about, you know, your personality and your interests and stuff like that. So even though then, so it's like, and you never know what other people um, think that you, even if you don't, if you don't think yourself that you can write songs or that your songs will be as good as someone else's, there's probably lots of other people who are very interested in what your perspective would be as a yeah. songwriter based on your interest and personality and things like that. It's kind of, it's kind of strange because you'll, 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 there'll be songwriters and, uh, and songs and you'll think, wow, I could never have come up, that line is just unbelievable, I could never have come up with that line. And then if you look at some other lines of the brain, you think, well, I could have come up with that one and I might have not used it. Because <laughs> you know? that's what it is. You know, you can look at some entire songs and think, you know, just read that out and it's ridiculous. So <laughs> it, it, it's kind of, yeah, just do it. Stop being worried about it. It's, um, it, you know, um, and what I want to do now uh, is, is I'm going to, when, when the world starts moving again, I'm going to start and go to songwriting workshops mm. and learn from people who've got more experience in doing it, how they lyrically and musically put things together, you know. Um, when there are certain things, aren't there, if you've got a, a modicum of musical knowledge, there are certain rules that work, you know, um, and you can use that, but it's kind of nice lyrically to have a more a poetic angle on it yeah the um collaboration's been something that's come up quite a lot on this podcast of people saying that how much that helped them um 
once I started working with you know, more and more different people, how much yeah. I learned from that. And yeah. it's definitely something that yeah, I wish I'd done it sooner in uh, in my journey with it for a while. I was, I guess it's quite a nerve-wracking thing a lot of time for people um, to try and work with other people for that fear of being inadequate or not as good as someone else. Yeah, but really, yeah. It's, um, but it's a strange thing why why you know you're saying it, why you would feel it with songwriting. I don't feel it with like if I said if I lived near you and I said oh, I'm going to get back into doing some fitness stuff then I'll come and lift weights with you. I wouldn't feel inadequate because I wasn't shifting as much weight as you, you know. Yeah. And I wouldn't feel. It's like I've said with other guitar players, I don't think, oh, I might as well put it away because they're really good. I'll just play with it, you know. It's, you know, it, so I don't know why it is with songwriting that somehow you feel you have to be. Why I felt that I had to match, you know. Mm. It's just weird, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. People feel competitive about different things. I'm definitely saying with like songwriting, it's kind of been warmed up for a while. That. You know, that was one I feel a bit more competitive about. But for me, it was more when the guitar playing was one for a while. So for me, yeah. at, one, at one point, guitar playing was the thing I'd, I'd be more worried about being competitive about than songwriting. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting how everyone's got the different. But the thing, the thing is, the thing is, if you think about what is that song for? Mm. That if we're talking about this song, it was for me to say something about that event in my life. From a listener, you know, I, you know, I'd hope that sometimes you might speak to them, it might be a shared event or it might just talk about other, you know, things, or they might just like it. They might just think, oh, that's a really poignant thing, you know, or whatever. But another song's less serious. It's an entertainment medium, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's got to work on that level so it's kind of it's got to appeal in a lot a lot of ways hasn't it it's so guitar playing anything songwriting you know it's it, it it's an entertainment medium and therefore it's got to appeal to people as, as a nice melody or rhythm or the lyrics will get to them or what you know and so how would you measure it whether one's better than another one you know yeah and i remember i'm thinking that like you can't have too many songs you know it's not like we're going to run out of space for songs no, 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 no. so no. whatever song even if even if only one person really likes it that's the worth worth being written isn't it and uh yeah yeah, yeah. And, if, you know, and, and it's just uh, it's a strange thing and i suppose it's there is there is the other side of the same coin where i have come across people bless them and who have no self-edit whatsoever and every single word they've written and every, you know every single idea for a song is turned into a song and will get played endlessly at you <laughs> you know them first two were good but why is this one you know and again it's not being critical but you you you, you know the the you know, i once remember somebody said to me you know, ryan adams so you know, about Ryan Adams, he'd be a lot better if he could self-edit because he's got some great stuff and some absolute stuff that don't stand against his other stuff. You know, because apparently no ability to self-edit. You know, it's like I've written it, it's great. You know, I remember. I think it's in um, Twenty Thousand Days on Earth, the film about Nick Cave. I think it's a bit in that way. He says that if I think someone asked him about what advice he would give to his younger self, and it's about editing. So a lot of his earlier songs were a lot longer. And he said yeah. that he wished he wished he'd edited some of those songs um 
just into just cut, cut stuff out of them and made them shorter. And he said that not just not not really for like commercial purposes that shorter songs tend to be more you know pop, uh, popular on radio and things, but just that it turns into a very different song. And yeah. um, I think when he was younger, he used to think like the you know the more the better really. Um, if you write seven great verses, that's better than writing four great verses. But it's not necessarily uh, the case. Yeah, you lose people, can't you? Because I mean, you know, I was kind of aware that we get into that. When I feel your name is like pushing four minutes. You know, and people, I'm the same. You know, if 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 if, if there's no action, if action ain't changing up again after three, I'm starting to get. Yeah, you know, um, and we do. You know, that's why there's an optimum length for a pop single, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Unless you bought the other one, you put out murder most foul in like seventeen minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, you've kind of got to earn that, though, haven't you? You've got to earn that. <laughs> yeah, great stuff. Um, so yeah, let's move into section three now, shall we? This is where I ask ask my guests to share with us a song that is meaningful to them in some way related to bereavement. Uh, and what I do for this section is I put the link in the description. Um, so if you're watching this and you want to go and check out the song, you follow that link. I've listened to it and come back and we're going to talk about it a little bit. Uh, so what song did you choose for us for this section, Chris? Uh, mandolin Wind. Uh, no, Magnolia Wind, not Mandolin Wind. Where did I get that from? <laughs> Magnolia Wind. Uh, Guy Clark, Magnolia Wind. Um, I just a really poignant love song about... Uh, I, I'm assuming it's his, his, his wife. Um, and... It's it's kind of I listen to it and 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 it's kind of strange because as you start to get older, you know, I mean, I'm 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 counting on another twenty five years, you know, I'm looking to be eighty, whatever, you know. Um, but you do kind of your own. About three or four years ago, I realised, oh, I'm not immortal, you know. You you suffer from that youth when you're young, you're immortal, and you're not, you know, nothing ever happens to you. And then later on, and then you start your own mortality and 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 and, and other people's, and you kind of think, men and I have been together thirty odd years now, and you start to think one day one of us is going to be in this apartment on our own, and that's what that song's about to me, you know, that mm. uh, it'd rather not be without her, you know, and the things, you know, and you just think it's a uh, that's the kind of next barrier, isn't it? You know, if you follow the normal scheme of things, you grow up and you'll get married and have children or whatever. And at some point in time, you will have to be at your parents' funeral, you know. Um, and, and then one of you in a couple is going to pass away, you know. And so the other one's got to be on their own. And these are normal things in life, but you don't start thinking about them until they're not close at hand, but they're a lot nearer than you'd like them to be, you know. And they become real, they become real, you know. Um, and it just sits then, you think, yeah, those kind of songs are, you know, and I'm going to be a little old man in 30 years and I might be you know, on my own and I will drink too much and all that kind of stuff. But that's a beautiful song, and Guy Clark is, you know, master songwriter, and um, and it really fits that that thing of, of loss, 
for me anyway. Yeah, definitely. That's a beautiful description. And um, yeah, it's, yeah, I guess it's interesting you talk about it like that. That's, again, obviously I'm at a slightly younger stage of life and haven't haven't been having those thoughts uh, as yet, but that getting to that stage where you do start thinking about that and um, yeah, what a time that would be, how, yeah. Yeah, it's not in a maudlin way. It's mm. just a natural sequence of things, isn't it? If, yeah. if everything works out as it should do, you, you kind of, you have to sort out burying your parents and any children you have have to sort out burying you and you may have to have one of you unless you both work at the same time, you know, in a, you know, a, a, a speedboat accident or something on your 80th birthday, you know, both of you. <laughs> But that's the dream. <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we haven't got a speedboat, um, so it's not going to go that way. But it's, um, you know, I said that's, those, that's the natural, there's a natural order uh, to, to, to life and death, isn't there? And, and then he gets screwed up at times. Me, me my nan, my dad's mum, outlived, I think, three husbands who were widowed three times I think, certainly twice, um, I think it was three, and I think, I'm, I'm, I'm just doing my family tree research, but I, certainly um, all of their children, um, other than my dad, right, and that's not on is it, that's not supposed to happen, you know, you're not supposed to outlive your children, because um, the order of things is that's how it works, this is kind of like when you go when one of your parents dies, if they've had a good life, I've got, you know, forgive me, I'm not saying, you know, it doesn't matter. But what I mean is when they reach a certain age and it's time, it's upsetting, but it's the natural order of things. Um, but it's then, you know, I've got a neighbour who's just short of 90 and he's quite sprightly and, you know, blah, blah. But he's done nearly 20 years now without his wife. You know, but they've done like 40 years, 40 odd years together. So it's kind of, you know, I can't imagine another life yeah. time afterwards, you know, it's, yeah. isn't right? it? It would, just be, it would just feel like another life, I imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so it, it's, um, uh, uh, yeah, so it's that natural order of things isn't it um, and, and and with swan song because you, the thing is to write with somebody who knows that it's coming those emotions and that feeling everybody around them who loves them and cares about them they can see it coming and it's sometimes I think it's harder to be left behind than it is to go you know yeah yeah and I've never died so I'm not really sure about that one either you know um, to face it, you know, but it's, um, yeah, yeah, so that this, the mag uh, Magnolia Wind is, is, that's, that's, I think, what it's doing. Yeah, it is a stunning song, it's uh, Guy Clark, it's just a, uh, it was just a master, master song, right, you just had that amazing ability of just pinpointing these such potent, like, real human emotions and expressing them in such a clear way, in such a simple, but profound ways. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it, it's not overly poetic, is it? It's not flowery language or anything. Yeah. It's very, very, you know, uh, real and heartfelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, Chris. Yeah, well, thanks a lot for uh, for coming on the show. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you. So.
always. Been a pleasure. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'll tag your pages and everything in here so people can check out check out your stuff. I believe you're working on a, on a new album, aren't you? I am. I am. Um, and I'm going to say I would have had it finished if this hadn't happened. <laughs> well, nobody's going to believe me. Um, but it's more or less ready to start and record. That particular song, when I feel your name, that's already done. That's finished and recorded. Um, uh, I, and I've, I've, Santa bought me a, a, a piece of eight track thing at Christmas. So I've managed to sort of like demo a lot of stuff and work on ideas that way. So when it um, when it's safe to play out again, um, I can do it, and um, then you know um, I'm only having five. Uh, I, no, I'm, yeah, I'm only having five thousand copies of my CD, print, CD printed up. So um, people better pre-order. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm just thinking then. Somebody will remain nameless. Said, "Don't get more than a hundred. If you get as many as I did." You'll have to use them. You just store them in the shape of a hand, an armchair, and sit in that, <laughs> and hope that one day that arm, that arm, will get sold, and then this arm. Never order more than a hundred. Only you can sell fifty to people who've met you, and and they'll feel quite kind. And you might be able to con another fifty to buy it. After that, you're in desperate territory. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll be one to buy one of those copies anyway, so I look forward to it. Um. <laughs> well, that's another thing. I'm going to have to get 150 done because over years people have said, hey, mate, have a copy of my CD and give me one. <laughs> so I've got to, got to have some giveaways to give back to people. Return the favours, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's that stuff. swap thing, isn't it? Yeah, happens a lot yeah, of people. Music, you're not saying bill some bill, give you CD and you're supposed to do a swap, and I, you know, I've had to give them, you know, some long take that CD. I don't listen to anymore. Else. But it's, um, you know, it's just how it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Good stuff. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Chris. Um, and thanks a lot, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, I'll be back with another episode soon. Mm -hmm.